0: Hello friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable and I am making myself slow down a bit today because this is a Bible study and I I can't hardly teach things that are as exciting as the things that I am seeing that God has said and is saying through His Word and by His Spirit, I can't hardly help but preach today. So if I just haul off and start preaching as if this is a Sunday morning service instead of a Bible study, uh, I will not. I will. Please forgive me. That's all I can say. Sometimes I just can't help it. Praise God. Amen. I. How can How can you, Pastor Venable, not be grim? how can you not be uh, how can you not be aware of all the things uncertainties that we are facing and the heartache and the heartbreak. Well, friend of mine, I believe that there is a God in heaven, and I believe that that God in heaven is not sitting aloof in his heaven, uh, unconcerned about what is happening here upon the earth. Amen. I believe this God has taught us through his Son and the distinct words of Jesus. Jesus, for his kingdom to come when we pray, to pray for his kingdom, his righteous rule to come, and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I serve a God whose mercies are new every single morning. And we are told in the New Testament to come boldly, Before the throne of grace to obtain, not to ask God and wait to see, but coming with the absolute assurance that we will attain what he offers us every single day. And that is mercy and grace to help in the time of any need. Now, we're in a time of great need right now, and we need God to intervene in this situation in our nation and the nations of the world, and we need God's intervention in our daily lives today. We need God's favor. We must obtain His blessing today. Hallelujah. For the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and He addeth. He addeth no. No sorrow with it. Praise God. Amen. I feel blessed today, and I'm not talking about anything yet. He, of course, the material is part of this, but it's way down the line. It's what the Gentiles seek. Only because they don't know how or and they don't see the need to seek God. Hallelujah. But we're told explicitly when we pray to seek His face as we turn from every way that is not in concord with His way. Amen. We repent and turn from our wicked way. Amen. He will hear from heaven and He will heal our land. Friend of mine, we need to obtain that favor. We need this commanded blessing. That's the title, second edition of The Commanded Blessing. Friend of mine, when God commands the blessing, circumstance will not stop it. Demons from hell can't stop it. All those who hate us can't stop it. Amen. The devil himself can't stop it. Amen. So we want to obtain that, that nothing can hinder and nothing can stop. Oh, by the way, when I say nothing, when I say no one, I, I want, I don't want to exclude everyone. I want to exclude everyone but us. We can stop the blessing. And praise God, if we can stop it, we can start it. If we're out of sync with God, we can get in sync with God. If we're harboring sins that we don't want to give up, we can lay them down at the foot of the cross and give them up. Hallelujah. It's not too late. God allows for U-turns. I've said it before. I'm saying it again today. And when we return to Him, His promise, because His mercies are new every morning, I will return to you. I'm waiting for that opportunity. Amen. I don't know how repentance got such a bad spin and negative uh, connotation on it. Repentance allows for brings and assures restoration. (laughs) When the prodigal comes home, amen, the restoration begins until it is completed. And if you're away from home today, if you're one of those prodigals, amen, this is a good opportunity to come home. We're going to, we need to obtain the blessing of the Lord, that commanded blessing that comes through His favor. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, and I would encourage you to go back and get the first uh, first teaching on this, and then this, because it'll put it in context, but I want to read about the commanded blessing, how it works in 1 Kings chapter 17. Let's just read with verse 17. There's going to come a famine in the land, agriculturally driven economy, no rain. Can you imagine in any economy for that matter, no rain, no rain for three months? Can you imagine no rain for six months? Can you imagine no rain upon the earth for a year? Can you imagine it for three years? Listen to this. Chapter 17 of 1 Kings. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, There shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook. You see, there's going to be a famine and there's not going, to, and there's going to be a, a famine for water and for food. Listen, and it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. <laughs> Hallelujah! Listen, before we even talk about these ravens feeding him, God is going to make a provision for His servant. But there is an act of obedience on the servant's part. When, when we teach about faith, it will always be connected to obedience. It won't just be something that is a force that stands apart from obeying God and humbling ourselves before God. There's listen, you can't just by faith uh, command blessings upon your own life wherever you are you have to be where God tells you to be amen there's a there's a humility that goes along with this boldness hallelujah amen of the the commanded blessing God commands the blessing where there is humble obedience and trust I want to say that again God commands the blessing where there's humble obedience And trust. That's how this works. And it's this arrogant, strident attitude of building our faith uh, to command things to be and command what we want. Instead of first bowing to and obeying his will. I want you to listen carefully. Get thee hence, verse 3 says, and turn thee eastward. He's going to have to obey God. He can't get this blessing anywhere he goes, but the blessing will occur. <laughs> the commanded blessing will occur when he is where God told him to be. There's a there for your life. The comm- Listen, the ravens are going to, they're under the command of God. They're going to show up at the brook Cherith. If the man isn't there, he's going to die in the famine no matter how much he prays, no matter how much he claims, no matter how much he rebukes the devil, no matter how much he believes in God's provision. There's a place where this is going to occur and this man's going to have to be obedient and go to that place. (laughs) Amen. Friend of mine, we need to find God's there for our life because there is a there and the there is being in the place of humble obedience and absolute trust in God. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to read this again from verse 3. Get thee hence, turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the where the brook Cherith that is before Jordan, and it shall come to pass that thou shalt drink of the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. And there's something remarkable about this, that ravens would be employed in this way, which are birds of prey. They seize anything they can. They live on carrion. They neglect their own young, and yet they feed the prophet of God. You see, this is really, why didn't he send a dove, a beautiful white dove, Oh, that is so pure and representative of the Spirit. Hallelujah. No, He sent ravens. You see, when God commands the blessing, don't look for it to show up always through the sources that we might imagine He might use. Forget logic and forget reason. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not To your own understanding commit thy way unto the Lord trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass hallelujah praise God thank God for the wisdom of how to rightfully apply the word of God in our life amen listen this this very verse shows the power and providence of God to use that that we might not ever imagine to 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 meet the the needs of our life Praise God. Amen. There you may have a rich uncle and you said, "Boy, if he would just speak to my rich uncle." <laughs> Amen. And 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 command him to bless me. Well, there's a way to bless him. I know that man's got the money. I know he could he could just tithe me. <laughs> Amen, and I, our whole church would be would be. And by the way, I don't have a rich uncle. Well, I do. The, my uncles are with the Lord. My aunts are with the Lord. <laughs> Amen. But I'm telling you what, God doesn't need a rich uncle in your life. He doesn't need a a millionaire friend in your life. And you don't need. God doesn't need to let you win the lotto. I, I'm not saying if you win it that. God wasn't in it. I'm saying, well, that's a That's that's a a can of worms. Let's don't go to the can of worms. Amen. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, our trust is in the Lord. Our trust is in a Lord that is going to care for his people through famines, through any kind of circumstance that you can imagine. But we have to let him be God in it. You see, when God commands the blessing, I'm going to say it again. Don't look for it to show up always through the sources we might imagine that He might use. Amen. Forget logic and reason and trust in the Lord with all of our heart. And lean not to our own understanding. I said earlier there's a there's an element of obedience attached to faith. You can't go anywhere you want and by faith demand that God sustain you. But if you go where He tells you to go, do what He tells you to do. Oh, we used to sing it. We used to sing a little song that says, If I do what the Lord say, do. And if I say what the Lord say, say. Amen. Everything is gonna be all right. Hallelujah. When he went down to the brook that God told him to do, to go to, listen to verse five. And he went and did according to what? The word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook cherith that is before Jordan, just like God told him. That was God's there for his life for that time. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him saying, Arise, get thee unto Zarephath. There's a new there for him which belongeth to Zedon, and I and dwell there and behold I have commanded a widow again go to this rich man's house I'll give you favor with him ingratiate yourself to him no 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 <laughs> I have commanded what I commanded ravens instead of doves to bring you flesh At the Brook Cherith, and I've commanded a widow woman. And by the way, if we continue reading, we're going to find out that all she had, (laughs) all she had, was enough for her and her son one last meal, and then they expected to die of hunger. (laughs) The least likely of all people. And yet God said, I've commanded her. And he didn't just do it for Elijah's sake. He did it for her sake. Because when she obeyed the Lord and gave him the first cake of the last meal. <laughs> amen. The meal barrel didn't run dry <laughs> for, for three years. Amen. And the of oil didn't run dry either. Because the commanded blessing is something that is supernatural. What do we mean by a commanded blessing anyway? A commanded blessing, someone has said in a sentence, and it's so powerful to me. A commanded blessing is a promise of God that carries within itself the irrevocable power for its fulfillment. I'm going to say that again. A commanded blessing is a promise of God that carries within itself the irrevocable power for its fulfillment. In Genesis 1, 8, in Genesis 1, rather, eight times we read, and God said, and God said, and God said, and God said, and so on, which is usually followed by, and it was so. Everything he said to happen, happened simply by the power of, of his words. Glory be to God. That's why Hebrews 11.3 says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. God made a statement and incredible things resulted. But when we talk about a command that God issues, we take things to a whole new level of assurance. This is illustrated by what it means when God not only says something, but He swears with an oath by Himself. Hebrews 6:17 and 18, listen. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show the heirs of promise, you and me, the immutability of His counsel confirmed it with an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation. This is where bold faith comes from. Who have fled for refuge to lay hold on the hope that is set before us. You see, dear friend, the writer of Hebrews says that they can have strong encouragement Because it was impossible for God to lie. And he added an oath as an additional layer of promise. The writer calls these two immutable things. Immutable is an attribute that belongs to God and God alone. It means unchangeable. That's why the scripture said, while we look not at the things which are seen, for they are temporal That means they're subject to change. They're not eternal. Nothing here is forever (laughs) in this fallen world and in these faulty bodies. Amen. While we look not at the things which are seen, for they are temporal, subject to change, but we look at the things which are unseen, which they are eternal. That's why I said faith is the evidence of things not seen, because we're looking not to anything seen or anyone seen, but to one who is more real than anything we can see, to a God who is unchangeable. Everything we know changes. God cannot be added to or subtracted from malachi 3 6 says for i am the lord i change not glory be to god that's why it speaks of jesus who was the embodiment of god the earthly embodiment of god god incarnate the second person of the godhead one with god hallelujah jesus christ the same yesterday today and forever Listen, friend, when God says something, it happens, period. When he commands something, it's like what is described in Hebrews 6. There are two complementary forces at work, either of which cannot be changed, annulled, or stopped, that serve to give us extra assurance that something that God has promised is surely going to come to pass hallelujah this is the wisdom that god wants us to glean from his word concerning his blessing his favor and his promises today listen to proverbs 8 34 through 36 it said blessed is the man who listens to me speaking of wisdom watching daily at my doors waiting at the post of my doorway. For whosoever finds me, speaking of wisdom, finds life and obtains the favor of the Lord. But he who fails to find me harms himself, and all who hate me love death. Wisdom, friend, is knowledge rightfully applied. It's knowledge rightfully applied. It has to be applied. If any man lack wisdom, the book of James said, Let him ask of me, who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. Amen. We need God's wisdom today when we seek His face that we might obtain His favor Glory to God. Amen. We need to know how faith works in conjunction with obedience, not just as a force that we can arbitrarily use without humbling ourselves before Him. Oh, faith is a great force, all right, but it is more than a force. It is a faith in the faithfulness of God. Hallelujah! Listen uh, to to Psalm fifty-one in verse twelve. It says, "Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous; you sur- surround them with your favor as a shield." I, I I've, oh, I stop right here. You know, the psalmist also went on to say, "Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me; my glory and the lifter of my head." Now, when I read of the shield of faith. In the New Covenant in Ephesians 6 as part of our spiritual armor, I don't see our faith standing alone as a force creating a shield. I see God surrounding us as a faithful father surrounding us as a shield. I see the shield of faith as a faithful father keeping us. I see it different than many see it. And I believe there's so many substantial, listen, anything that gives you more, more confidence in your faith than confidence in your God to keep you is going to pull you away from the very very object of all faith, and that is God. And that's why, amen, before we can talk to a mountain, we have to have faith in God. Hallelujah. Let me read this again. In verse 12 of Psalm 51, Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as a shield. Hallelujah. Listen to Psalm 84 in verse 11. Says, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from them that walk upright before him, literally in- interpreted from this interpretation, whose walk is blameless. Amen. Proverbs 3, 1 through 4. Amen. Speaking of wisdom, my son, do not forget my teaching. But keep my commands in your heart. For they will prolong your life many years. Bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them upon the tablet of your heart. Hallelujah. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Remember what it said of Jesus? Jesus grew in stature. And 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 one favor was given favor with God and man. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, friend, how we need God to command his blessing. Because there's so many circumstances, so many forces arrayed against us as his children today. So many things that the enemy is using as weapons. We're in a battle. We're in a war. And we need a shield of faith which represents God's favor and His commitment to protect us. Praise God. Amen. The Bible said "Is the mountains are round about Jerusalem. The Lord is round about His people. Amen. He gives His angels charge over us. He's round about His people to deliver us. Praise God. We need His covering. We need His blessing. We need to obtain His favor today. We need to understand what it means when it says, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves And pray and seek my face. And turn from their wicked way. I will hear from heaven. I will heal their land. Glory be to God. Oh friend of mine. Today I am seeking God's supernatural favor. I am seeking God's commanded blessing upon my life and what I endeavor, my endeavors are for him hallelujah i expect supernatural things to occur someone said this and i'm going to read it and i want to i want to be identified as one of these people it's the definition of the word favor is best described as demonstrated delight hallelujah amen To have the Lord's favor means that the Lord is in accord with an individual and has shown gracious kindness toward them. When we think of someone who has the favor of God, we think of someone in whose life we see tangible evidence of God's approval. (laughs) Praise God. Listen, if you've got God's favor, you're going to know it. But not only are you going to know it, and I'm going to know it, but everybody that looks at our life is going to see tangible evidence, instances where God has intervened to show that He is for us, and he is with us. <laughs> Glory be to God. That's why Paul said. Uh, that kind of that, that mic dropping statement in the New Testament. What more shall we say to these things? If. This is the critical question. And this is something that will defeat every weapon that's formed against us. If God be for us. Us, who can be against us? You see, his favor surrounds us like a shield. Glory to God. His blessing surrounds you and I like a, a hedge. Hallelujah. Amen. Job said it. He said, Listen, I, if you if you if you if you let me at job he'll curse you and all men they'll they don't love you they just love what they get from you amen and 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 god said not so my servant job and and uh, and, and satan had to ask permission didn't he he said he said i can't touch anything unless you let that hedge down amen but listen to what happens when we as god's children pray in intercession Amen. We make up the hedge when we stand in the gap. Praise God. And all God has to do is command the blessing once again upon this nation. And I'm going to tell you this thing's going to go away. This thing is going to be stopped dead in its tracks. Every curse of the enemy and the wicked is going to be stopped in their tracks in the face of a commanded blessing. So we need to seek his face and we need to search ourselves. I want to be right with God so that he might command the blessing on me and mine. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, I hope today that God is speaking to you and that we are taking him at his word. And we are we are we know God is all powerful. We know that God is almighty. We know that God is omniscient, omnipotent, omniscient, that He knows how to deliver the righteous. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows all things. We know that. We have that knowledge from the Word, from the person that's revealed through it and the promises that He has made. But knowledge... Knowledge rightfully applied. We need the wisdom to rightfully apply that knowledge. We need to know how to approach God that He will hear from on high and He will respond by healing our land. We need a revival. We need repentance to bring it And we need the restoration that follows. And I believe when so many in the world. Sees God's favor upon us. God's peace in spite of the turmoil. God's joy. (laughs) Why, Why aren't we. Under the same depression that the world is under. Because we are not oppressed by the enemy. We are sustained through the grace, love, presence, and power of our God and our King. And God wants to showcase us as His children. We are not like others. <laughs> we are not like others who have no hope. In fact, we are prisoners of hope. But the God of hope fills us with hope. In believing. And if you don't know Jesus today. Don't run from Him. If you're away from God. Come home. Come home. Run to Him. Confess your sin. Repent. And be forgiven. And have His blessing commanded. On your life. And be saved.